you guys cannot see what's on our faces right now, but we're about to go into an update for you guys as our pretty moment today. But first, you have to go to the gram and look at our glasses. So um, our guest today, Miss Leslie, owner of Ruby Sparkles, brought us some specific little pretty glasses, pretty glasses pretty for moment. when we do our pretty moments. Um, so head to the gram and check these out because they're pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, cue I'm in love with a stripper by T-Pain, please. Okay. I, I cannot, y'all. Love is extreme, but oh, you know that's what we're calling it. Is it love now? You're. It's a, it, the song is "I'm in love with a stripper," so I'm saying like oh, love is okay. extreme. I was thinking. Oh my um, god! Now you're trying to make me profess my love to someone. So please update the audience. Please update the listeners. You know, I forget oftentimes that like. The people that listen to the podcast obviously follow both of our accounts. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend, I had a visitor in town and I posted a picture of this guest. And I got so many DMs of just eyeballs of people being like, um, <clears throat> we see you huh? and we see him. So I'm lowering my glasses to that right now. Y'all Houston is back. Houston has made a comeback. He's made a comeback to being naked uh, on the patio. Who doesn't want that though? Like, I mean, and then, you know, like, you know, just like casually naked, like on the couch, but like, you know, casually just like dick shirt, out, just shirtless. No, he's not you like know. walking around with like his dick out, his wing out. No, oh, I mean, well, I'm sorry for you then. That's all right. You know, like we're starting, we're, it, oh, we're starting slow. That's yeah, okay. All right. But he did give me a private dance, which was nice. I mean, like, <laughs> who doesn't want this that? This is the first I'm hearing of this, y'all. That was nice. I'm shook. That was nice. I'm shook. So we'll see where where this goes. But if no, anything, stay tuned. It's just fun, and he's so pretty to look at. And honestly, like mild cougar vibes. Maybe I'm a puma. Because yeah, like we're gonna, I don't think people yeah. understand. Like yeah, he's like 24. <laughs> so y'all stay tuned, please. <laughs> Welcome back. It is Missy with the Don't Call Us Pretty podcast. And my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's just all me. Right. I was expecting you to just chime in. And, and I'm Nicola. <laughs> and I'm, can I have smoke, please? Um, we are here with our beautiful co-host, Miss Leslie. Leslie, the Ruby Hi, Sparkles. You guys have seen us tag her on our personal pages. If you follow our personal pages, Ruby, uh, Ruby, yeah. Leslie owns Ruby well, Sparkles. Her alter ego is Ruby. Honestly. My alter, yeah. my alter, alter ego is Ruby. Mm -hmm. Look, here goes She comes out after her a couple of those. Name. That was actually my drunk college name, if you was it really? want to know. Yeah, my best friend Kayla at the time, um, we would go play volleyball and I'd come in from, you know, wherever a date or whatnot. And I always had red lipstick on and something that sparkled. So it kind of stuck. There it Ruby is. Sparkles. I said, what am I going to name my business? And my mother looked at me like I was stupid for thinking anything Duh. else. She goes, Ruby Sparkles. And it. It stuck. it stuck. It stuck. And it's so, so cute. I love it. I, I love it. So, I guess respond to Ruby too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Leslie, Ruby, whatever. She can be whatever. I'll be, I'll be whatever. I'll be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> Ooh, um, love that for you. <laughs> tell us about your business. Your multiple businesses. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to sp speak on both. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, um, Actually, I started in a male-dominated industry. I own a off-road truck business with my husband, and I was doing that com 
for many years and just said, you know what? I need a little bit of girly stuff in my life and <laughs> trade some grease for glitter. And love that. You know, here comes Ruby Sparkles. And it started when we got married. I really wanted a beautiful pair of rhinestone boots for my, you know, hill country chic wedding. And everything was fucking ugly. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, of yes, course you can. <laughs> it was. And just or cra- crazy overpriced. So I started mm-hmm. dabbling and, you know, created my first pair of boots, wore them at my wedding. I had them featured in a magazine, which was like amazing. Yeah. I didn't really think anybody would even be interested because it was just something I did for me and took off. And I've had, you know, a couple high end clientele that I've worked for and that people have seen them wear their stuff. So it's, it's grown. And, um, that's really what my passion is, but you know, COVID happened. So nobody's wearing boots to concerts or right. events and all of that, that just completely halted. So I was like, well, shit, what, what am I going to start doing? No one needs boots to wear to cook dinner in. So I kind of dabbled in, um, launching an online business to learn quite a bit, which helped a lot. But I realized that I wanted to be around people that were like-minded in trying to develop new business, um, especially with COVID. What do you, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs or right. were homebound. What do you do? How do you start creating a new life out of what is supposed to be this new norm? And, um, you know, I would do a little bit of jewelry or do a little bit of making this or customize that and started doing markets. But what I was selling was such a much more of a high end, like a luxury item, a luxury for the time. item. I couldn't compare that next to, you know, people that were making homemade baked goods. Not that, that there was anything wrong with that. It's just not the same market. Point. Right. And the city that I live in Corpus Christi, Texas, there's not really a whole lot of glam or luxurious glitz. or glitz or glamour of any of that. And, you know, I, I like getting dressed and doing the, the nines to, get dressed even if it's just for dinner for an hour with my husband or whatever and mm-hmm. people look at you and go oh, why are you wearing that where are you going well dang it I, I'm it's Tuesday <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going out and right. I'm gonna wear what I want and I'm the Ruby Sparkles damn it so follow me on Instagram yeah so <laughs> I started you know reaching out to some of the girls that um, were big Instagram influencers in my city and giving them this kind of idea of hey I want to put together like a high-end cocktail networking party what do y'all think about this and everybody was like when where how do we go oh yeah and all about it and I said well how can I you know, make money doing this mm-hmm. too, not just making everybody come to my party. This will be fun. But I reached out to all of these other mostly women owned businesses, but people that had started candle companies or fellow you know, entrepreneurs, fellow entrepreneurs, ladies that decided they wanted to go into an esthetician school or start doing things on their own mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, corporate America, you know, people shut down. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to figure out how to help them grow too. So I partnered with probably 10 or 15 companies, the first party that I threw. And, um, I didn't really think it was going to be a big deal. And I had over 300 people come the restaurant that we hosted it at. And I had all of these different, um, vendors come and, and bring their products and network. And it was, it took off. It took off. It was meant to be, I didn't even realize what I was doing until like I the party happened and I looked around and was like, there's 300 plus people here. They're buying the products of the people that are being right. here. And I mean, these, it's, it's all on such a high end scale. Like we partner with med spas and cosmetic dentists. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just 
your normal online boutiques um, that you would see is when you get on Instagram. This is stuff that's local to our community, and it's that people are trying to make this more of a high-end target market for them. Right. You know? Well, you're curating, like, the epic girl gang for Corpus Christi. It's kind of like, did you ever see that movie Pleasanton? No. Yeah, where they're like black and white, and, it, oh, and it's they get about stuck underground. Well, no, no, no. That no. was a, that was a different. Wait, yeah, they like were in a bomb. <sighs> Shit, I don't know. Maybe it was the bunker where they're stuck they underground. Were, and they were they black arrive. and white. Yeah, and they were black and white. The movie's actually kind of cool. And like about Pleasantville. Is that yeah? That's it. Oh, that's it. God damn it! Put these Isn't back on. That a city? God man. Pleasantville. So it's about the they movie. basically like have sex, and when they have sex, they change color. But it's like they're bringing in something that's like yeah. to the like new to the city, and that's like what's like changing everything. And like yeah, it's not like you know, <laughs> it's a lot different. But like you're kind of bringing like like a, a big town to a small town and you're changing it with, you know, your events. And it's like slowly it's integrating into your community where all these people are starting to get on the bandwagon. They're like, I want to be fabulous. I want to go to these events. Well, what I love is not only did you have to pivot your own business during a time like COVID is you helped other on local entrepreneurs pivot theirs Amen. in a sense mm -hmm. or give them a community and a way to network with people and try and overcome whatever hurdles they incurred with their business during COVID. So you weren't just helping your own business out. Right. You got a group together to help cross promote their products and services. And I think that that's great. There needs to be more, you know, I've always believed in community versus competition, Amen. Like getting people, even if, even if somebody else had similar items, you it's working with people and networking because not everybody, everybody does everything the same. Exactly. You're exactly right. I mean, I work with other girls that do either jewelry or, or bags or right. things like that. But it's a boho style. It's different than the the crystals and the glitter that I do. Right. Um, but, you know, it's a different style for different people, different strokes, different folks. And I want everyone to be able to benefit from that. You know, there's enough for everybody to be able to come to the table absolutely, and eat. And, you know, my motto on this, and I have met before I throw these parties, I meet with every single vendor that is going to participate. Or if we have influencers that are getting certain promotional packages for the party, I meet with them one-on-one -on -one and let them know. Get to know them. Get to know them, but let them know what my motto is. And the reason I'm bringing them in is because I've noticed them from afar as a a good person that they are positive in their community and that they are putting out the, the right kind of content that I want to be associated with, um, you know, and that I know that their followers are going to be interested in what I have mm -hmm. as well. And so by networking with these specific people, I've been able to grow organically, which exactly, you know, I, the day that's happened to me, I'm, I oh, was with I you know. about a month ago, but I had, um, I had thrown two parties and, they had such great success and was super, super blessed to have had so, but I had about 30, 35, 3,600 followers that mm -hmm. I had developed organically from that logged onto my account and just, poof, so weird. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Last time you were in town. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're used to basing your entire income off, off of, of your social platform, social platform, yeah. and you wake mm -hmm. up one day and it's just gone, um, you know, that's, what do you do? Uh, got to rebuild, got to start from scratch all over start again from and scratch. Yeah. I had my, my moment of mm -hmm. total meltdown and then put my big girl panties on and got on with it and, you know, 
damn it, you're going to do it. Round two. Well, Round two. Luckily, Here we go. You have networked yourself that you can reach out to or, or even post on your personal and you have, like, I know I posted the new page yeah, and same. like yeah. a lot of like, you know, people that are willing to like, Hey, go follow this new page and like help you kind of yeah, amp yeah. it back up again quickly. Um, same principle of the movement kind of that you're trying to do with Corpus, yeah. just like having all of us band together to just, mm -hmm. well, it was based off the relationships that I created too, because when I went and met with all these people one-on-one, -on -one, the very first thing that I put down for everybody, I said, look, I'm, I'm in my thirties. I've reached the point in my life. I'm beyond the gossip and the drama. And I'm not interested in that. So the, the women that I am bringing to the table here are also beyond that. So if you can't put your best foot forward and represent the best person that you want to put out there right. for the community in this environment, this just probably isn't the place for you. And that's okay. You know, join us when you're ready, but any kind of, not anything other than a positive environment. I'm nipping that at the butt at the door because I'm, yeah. not, I'm not interested in having to deal with it later. If you're coming into my circle, I've kind of vetted you that you're here for the right reasons. That way that I know when I introduce you to my other network, they know that you're here for the right reasons mm -hmm. and that everybody actually is in here to benefit everyone, not what can I get out of it? And then I'm out. Right. It's actually that kind of brings up a question just if, I don't know if you've ever even experienced this or not, but you know, with change always you get, you know, the good of change, but then you get the people that speak up that don't want the change. And they're mm -hmm. like, stop trying to make this Dallas, you know, like, have you experienced any of that with kind of you trying to build like a, a new empire in a small town that is much bigger than what your town is? Have you seen that? Not at all, to be honest. That's amazing. That's Not good. At all. That's think, so good. I think Corpus is so starved for the, something new, something mm -hmm. fresh. We've um, just within the last decade have gotten a younger city council and they're starting to bring things. I mean, it sounds weird. Corpus is a city by the beach, but up until the, just the last five, six years, there's been nothing renovative or new or enticing to come. I mean, we even had a Schlitterbahn that failed. How does Schlitterbahn fail? Right. <laughs> so, um, I think the fact that I started throwing this party and I put a big twist on it, it's a, a formal party. You have to be in formal attire. Mm -hmm. It's glam, it's glitz. Mm -hmm. And everyone went, Oh hell yeah. Because they're, they're ready. <laughs> they're ready. And yeah. especially coming out of COVID people were ready just to go out in general, but because there is nothing like that, people are hungry for it. And, you know, there's, I've already had some experiences too, where people are trying to, um, replicate what it is that I'm doing. And you know what, that's okay. Uh, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, there's a place for everybody. I just mm -hmm. believe that the relationships that I've created, that is where, special. you know, that's what's special and mm -hmm. what's going to continue to grow this. But since I've had such large success, I'm very excited with our next party to be able to add a charitable contribution Ooh, to nice. it. Yeah, that's so, great. That's yeah. So I what's, wanna, what's the next event? My next event, without giving too much away, it's going to be at the end of September mm -hmm. um, at a, uh, well, Corpus likes to finally revamping. They've taken our old Metro bus station downtown that was completely just dead and they've turned it into what's called bus bar under the sun. Oh, and so hmm. it's a completely gorgeous renovated outdoor bar space where they themed it um a little boho on one side um oh, cool. almost a little jungle on the other 
So we are going to go with a prohibition themed garden. I love that. That's cool. That's going to be cool. So um, yeah, we have live entertainment and I've got about about 18 companies that I have reached out to that are going to partner from photography to videography. Um, I mean, cosmetic dentistry, plastic surgery, uh, injections, like just tons of stuff. You name it, it's going to be there. You name it, it's going to be there. I mean, custom jewelry lines and swimsuits, and these are all completely local people that have decided they wanted to create their own business too. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. It'll be at the end of September. And, um, you know, my last party ended up, we processed 300 tickets and we know we had over 500 attendees. Wow. So how are you, what are you relying for marketing and something like that? Like, obviously you have your army behind you that is going to like help be there and make it what it will be. But like, what are you doing for marketing to bring in that kind of mass quantity of people? It's hard, um, especially since I've lost my social standing on social media. It's hard to go to a company and say, hey, you know, mm. I threw this great party. Let me tell you about it. Oh, I have nothing to show you because mm. it's gone um, other than the references that I've gotten from the other companies I've worked with saying, you know, what it's been like to work with me. Mm-hmm. But I really just hit the ground running. I'm walking into these businesses myself in person. And, you know, uh, if it's there was a bakery company, mm-hmm. I really wanted to um to partner with. And I went in there and bought a whole box of pastries and was just wanting to try everything. And they looked at me like, lady, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? I said, I just want to know what I need to buy for my next party. And they said, well, wait, what party? Wait, are you Ruby sparkles? Wait, are you doing another mixer? Oh my gosh. We want to, I mean, and it was just like, they already knew about it, but I wanted to support their business, not just because I'm trying to get them to be a part of my my party and, right. and any, and endorse them in any way. But you know, is it something I'm going to go spend my own money on? Because I'm not, I don't want to tell people, Oh yeah, go buy this. And it's not something that I'm willing to right. shell out of pocket for. So if I'm bringing all of these companies to the table, I want people to rely that I've vetted them, that it is a good product that I believe in what it is that I'm promoting, not just anybody and everybody. So are you doing like Facebook ads to like get it out to the people to come or are you doing like flyers that you're just, just word of mouth, just word of mouth. That's wild. I have, um, yeah. So when I partner up with a company, like there's a candle company that I worked with. So I explained to her what it is that I'm doing and Mm -hmm. my expectations of what her flip side is not just like, Hey, come be a part of my party and I'm mm-hmm. going to do all this work for you. But these are my expectations mm-hmm. for you to help promote marketing. So I want all of your following to now become my following and my following will become your yeah, following, it's but it's all organic. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start promoting on social media platforms, which there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to be careful because I think that might have been what happened with me was that I had done a promotion and I got so many bots that oh they shut you down because they probably thought you. Were I don't a know bot. if they thought I was a bot or if there was just too much because I ended up going from I, I gained like 400 followers overnight which is not normal um and then I logged into my account and it was gone so I don't know if it was just some glitch in the system mm. I'm really not sure but when you I mean you have to be able to have another market. One day, if the internet shuts oh, down, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, and yeah. what I have learned with um, just listening to other entrepreneurs with online businesses or, you know, or businesses that rely on social platforms to market mm-hmm. is they stress an email list. They're like, oh, it's yeah. super old school, but if 
Instagram shuts down tomorrow or your account suddenly disappears, how are you going to reach all your clients? How are you going to reach the people who are interested in your That's product? So build an email list. That's and brilliant. there's so many yeah. podcasts out there that go over ways on how to build an email list and how to, you know, get a list of people that you can just, if your account gets shut down, Hey, this account was shut down. Yeah. You can still find me here. Da, 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 and you're still reaching a mass of people mm-hmm. without having to start from scratch. And I wish I had known that when I had to shut down my first Explorer account because yes. um, it got shadow banned. And we had like, that. I don't I was like 1600 followers or something, but now the current one only has 300 something be- and it's hard to approach influencers or other businesses and say, Hey, I'm a legit business and we have a great product. I want, but they look at social and they're like, Oh, you only have 300 followers. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you can't explain, well, we were shadow banned and I really should have, you know, this many, it just kind of sucks. But so I get it. How, um, so an email list, I think is something that That's like, people, yeah. you know, it's old school, but people still use email for everything. Yeah. I mean, they still use emails. So, and you know, that's a good way for you to promote, you know, your next event. Like there's mm-hmm. MailChimp. I know yeah. that a lot of yeah, people there's a lot of masks, and um, that it, can schedule out yes. emails. So you can, you know, have it scheduled to send it on this day. And then three days later, yep. resend another one and just kind of promote. And you're actually not having to physically email right. these people. It just hmm. keeps all of them in a, a program and right. sends it all out to the masses. So, um, maybe that's something I'm going to have know. to take all of that into some serious uh, yeah. consideration because I'm using this as a rebranding opportunity. Yeah. So. And I think that that's, that's a great way to, to pivot a situation. Smarter, is to, not harder. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you, with, when it comes to Ruby sparkles, I want to talk a little bit about how, cause it's such a niche idea and like a mm-hmm. niche, um, business. How do you, how do you figure out your target market and how do you market that? So that was quite interesting. And to be honest, I've spent probably the last two years trying to figure out where the heck is the market for this. I really was sold. I'm going to create a bridal boot Mm -hmm. because that's what I did for myself. I wanted that and there wasn't a product for it. And I went and I spent the crazy money doing the bridal shows and doing, Mm -hmm. I did one in Corpus. I did a huge one in Houston and everybody that came through absolutely loved what I had, Mm -hmm. but they weren't looking for, you know, extravagant bridal boots like that. The women that are looking for that, they're going to go find that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to find it at a bridal market. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, I need to transition to rodeo. And I went and I did PBR events and I went to the NFR finals and I did the San Antonio stock show trying to figure out, do I set up a booth? Do I do cowboy Christmas? What mm-hmm. is it that I do? Yeah, And that's kind of where I've started. So I actually became an authorized corral dealer earlier this year under everything under their umbrella. I can order sell. So even if there's like a specific one pair of boot out there, you can send me a message, say, Hey, this is what I want. This is my size. And I can directly order it, bling it out for you and ship it back to you. And I'm got a pretty quick turnover. So I'm usually about two to three weeks if I'm not backed up. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I just, when I went to Vegas for my birthday last week, we walked through all these high-end stores and that was what I really, what I wanted. I wanted a pair of shoes for my birthday. So we went and we walked through and I looked at everything and I went, there is no cowboy boot. And not that a cowboy boot is for everybody, but even, you know, Fendi Versace and they have some kind Mm -hmm. of version of a cowboy boot, but there's nothing out there. That's like glamorous, extraordinary like that. That's not cheesy. And I went, this is it. This is my market. And one day 
you will see Ruby Sparkles boots on the store in Neiman Marcus. Mm-hmm. I will have my own little shelf and I will be right up there with Wild Cell and Chanel and you all go, of that. Girl. You it go. will happen. So no, um that's gonna kinda be my my that's a goal. focus yeah. for the next year or so is figuring out um how to brand my boot line. Yeah. No, I think that that's amazing. And, you know, for, I kind of came from like the country Western industry growing up in the music industry. And I mean, boots that used to have bling on it, like the one that's right here. I mean, those used to be thousands of dollars that I used to drool over and, you know, or you wanted it like outfit specific and that couldn't be a thing because, you know, it was like, well, no, you have to make the outfit form around the boot, not the other way around. So, I mean, I think it's even just a genius plan for, you know, the singers that are out there, the performers that are out there that, you know, want to hightail it the other way and have the boot fit the outfit, you know, they can send you Mm -hmm. or they can buy a boot based off of like kind of what they're needing their vibe to be. And you fully customize, you know, every process of that to give them exactly what they're looking for. And God, I wish that I knew that forever ago because I would have had all my boots with bling on them. Could have been your custom designer, girl. Honestly, Nicola mm-hmm. is your target. <laughs> Nicola is my target, target client. client. She's <laughs> me the right target, here. The bling and cowboy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's how we got hooked and that, up, that too. Is, that is how yeah. we got hooked up. I was going to... Okay, so I was going to touch on that. Have you had luck with like influencers ambassadors has any of that work like google ads have you tried it what has worked for you thus far when it comes to marketing ruby sparkles so what i do is so time consuming it's it's uh, the chicken or the egg i'm so unsure of whether how much to mass market my product because of like if i you know if i sent a google ad out and all of a sudden i had 50 people go oh my oh, god I want you'd be inundated i wouldn't know what to do <laughs> mm-hmm. because i'm just not there it's yet because it, everything yeah. is handmade every single like the boots that are sitting here this one has this one single boot has already over 3500 Swarovskis on it Jesus. they're beautiful and I haven't this was the before and this is the after mm-hmm. so it takes me I mean I'm quick now I can do a pair of boots in two or three days but um that's <laughs> undivided yeah. time undivided that time yeah. yeah and I love it and I, I it's it's therapeutic for me mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that every pair is perfect yeah and individual so you know when you do buy that boot no one else is going to have the same pair right. that it's they a may, little they're bit special a little bit different but um yeah I'm hoping that uh, one day I will be able to have a couple different lines that are out there um but it is niche. It is um, not many products that are out there like that. The ones that are a little bit over the top to the point where you lose the class and sophistication. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about yours is you is. still see a lot of the boot. Oh, it's yeah. It's not just like blinged, like her cup is blinged from top to bottom. It's not like just a blinged up because that's almost hard to wear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be more worried about oh, fucking man. up the boot wearing that out in public if it's too much. But that you still see a lot of the details of the actual boot and the leather and it still keeps the craftsmanship. that. Yeah, you still mm-hmm. keep that aspect to it, but it has its own pizzazz to it. Well, and I think with influencers, so, you know, that's how me and, um, you got connected Yes. originally was, mm-hmm. you know, she reached out to me during COVID and was like, at that time I was heavy in like my cowgirl phase. I was <laughs> staying with my parents and yeah. my show closet is at their house. And so it like one morning, I was just trying to keep my life somewhat like brand new. Cause I'm like, wow, this is really mundane every day. Like <laughs> nothing to do. So I'm like, I wonder if I can still wear these things. So I just started wearing them and I'm like, 
wait, I kind of miss wearing this shit. I'm going to wear this more. And, you know, Leslie reached out and she's like, you know, I make custom boots with bling on it. I'm like, say less. Honestly, <laughs> say less. Just say bling. That's all she um, needs to hear. So it was great because I think that that was a great partnership of like linking up with each other, meeting each other. And that's, you know, when Kristen invited me to the ranch and it was like just kind of the perfect, you know, relationship of everything to wear those at the ranch. And it's like, you know, now I'm cross marketing two different brands at the same time. Does and Kristen have a pair of your boots? I'd not, be su- I'm surprised yet. that she doesn't. Okay. I was going to say, I'm surprised them. that she doesn't have a pair because she loves the bling oh, yeah. too. So I feel like oh, that yeah. much, I feel like she'd wear fucking pink bling boots. <laughs> well, I am actually getting ready to release a pink bling boot line. Ooh. I love that. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> so you we'll don't have to, here's we'll have who you need. You need Spacey Casey. You need Casey Musgrave yeah, rocking do. a pair of your boots. I do. I'm uh, you know, and that part of the influencer. So I had reached out. I'm glad you came. I was going to say, cause I want to talk about the con of, sometimes reaching out to influencers that you think will help catapult you and then they don't. Yeah. So, um, that was a huge learning curve for me because, you know, when I first started this, I was thinking there's only so many people that are going to like blink boots. And I started following a couple influencers and I reached out to, um, a big one. I I reached out to, yes, I reached out to a big one and was very excited. And just long story short, after a year of, kind of waiting for her. I had sent her everything, but after a year of just waiting, it didn't work out and that's okay. And you know, I on to the next. Um, but I did have somebody else that had reached out to me and, um, that did see me from her page, which I will give her that credit. She did do an unboxing and, um, I had seen somebody else, which had like almost a million followers, which was much more. And I did a pair of boots and got a decent amount of business for her. But what I did learn is that these influencers that have tremendous amount of followers, they're not invested in your product to be respectful Um, unless they've sought you out and go, Hey, I love your product. If you're just sending them stuff, they're not invested in it. And they're not going to give you the time of day that you feel that you necessarily deserve. So if you're going to work with influencers, you need to work with an influencer that already appreciates what you do or finding somebody that that is specifically in their day-to-day life. Um, and maybe kind of try to build a relationship mm-hmm. with them before right. you shell out, you know, a thousand dollar pair of yeah. boots to somebody that give them the faith that they're going to give you the credibility it. and the, mm-hmm. the the time that is worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And then I've worked with like local influencers in Corpus Christi that, um, you know, there's two or three that I've given quite a few things to, and I've sold out of every product that they've posted about right? because they're invested in me and my product and my business. And that's the kind of people that, you know, I want to support because they're going to support me. So influencers is a tricky subject. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you should spend the time to get to know your influencer before Mm -hmm. trying to just send them something. That makes sense. I've had that with explore box where I've sent people things and like, have even paid cash on top of product and get nothing. And I hate that. That's not that they're not putting out content, but they'll do it the one time. And then they, and you, it's like, and oh, they there, never, that's it. never talk about your product again, never talk about your company again. And it's just like, and you don't get, you know, whoever I just, you don't get anything from it and mm-hmm. you're out money and like, and 
being choosy with those people, you try and like do your best to figure out who's going to be the best. And even like us with accepting like sponsorships, we've turned down sponsorships from certain companies. Yeah, it like, just doesn't make sense. We don't use the product, you no. know, like no. I don't want, like if I didn't wear cowboy boots, I wouldn't want a pair, you know, be an influencer for cowboy boots right. if I don't wear cowboy boots. No. Because then I'm not doing you a service. It has to make sense. Bang, we wouldn't have taken on as a sponsor if we didn't already drink Bang energy drinks. Right. right. So it's like kind of like, again, it's knowing you're, it's working with each other on if, if it's a good fit. Exactly. Not just like taking, not just sending product to send it or not just accepting product to accept it because... If it doesn't flow with your vibe, then well, then you lose your credibility as well. If yeah. you're always yeah. trying to sling product and oh, yeah. do this, oh, do that. Oh yeah, people, people won't take you serious because they're like, no. oh, okay, so you'll do anything for a buck. Yeah, no, and that's not cool either. It, it's interesting. Um, Will, who we just recently mm-hmm. had the mm-hmm. podcast, I went and had coffee with him the other day. He's a big influencer with like sponsored posts, and it was interesting, kind of like picking his brain a little bit more, just sitting there, you know, drinking coffee with him. And he said, rule of thumb is, you know, when you are working with a brand of whatever size rule of thumb is it takes three touches before even your audience starts paying attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go and go to a med spa one time. And like, you know what I mean? Like they want to constantly be touching in on something where they're like, Oh yeah. That's, that's where they go. They're, the credibility is there. You know, it's like your boots. It's like, you know, you wear them with one outfit and it's not memorable because it's just one time. But you know, if someone integrates that in, you know, every time I'm going to the ranch, I'm wearing my boots and now, and, and it brings that point to someone where they're like, those boots, those are the Ruby sparkle boots because they see a consecutive, um, pattern that keeps happening exactly to prove your point i had somebody message me two days ago about your boots which i mean you hadn't posted anything on them in a while but yeah. you you had retag Kristen or somebody yes. had retagged yes. a photo of you and you were wearing oh, yeah. them and it was like third time's a charm oh See? i saw you I saw the picture. Oh, and then I saw the tag. Oh, now I'm seeing it again. Okay. Now I need to reach out. Mm-hmm. Repetition's key. Mm-hmm. So the more that, you know, those are just like little tips for businesses. And also if you're an aspiring influencer to like constantly keep that reiteration in the mix of mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really helpful. I mean, it'll help yeah. a lot on both sides and it'll help you be credible as an influencer, help a business grow. Yeah. You know, if you are looking to move into the influencer or grow that mm-hmm. part of you and there's a brand that you want to work with, be dedicated to yeah. that brand yeah. like on your own before trying to ask for something for free. I yeah. get girls that ask me all the time, oh, I'm going to a concert and I have 5,000 followers. Will you make me a pair of boots? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean- <laughs> I would love to make you a pair of boots, but just because you have 5,000 followers, I'm not going to spend, you know, three days of my life making these boots that I'll never see you again. I'll never see another Mm -hmm. post, but I would love to make them for you. And they're like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to spend that right now. That's Mm. probably not my market. Nope. And it's also interesting. You brought up, where was the, the cable park? BSR. BSR. Okay. They reached out to me. What? They did. And I only knew that because they're the one in Waco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They reached out. And this is this all has a story that comes back together when you work with influencers that are so specific and you, know, you build relationships with them. You know, I don't have contracts with half of the people that I have influencer relationships with. Like the, that's just organically done. Mm-hmm. Um, they reached out to me like a month ago 
And they're like, Hey, we have cabins, we have lemurs. Like, um, Mm -hmm. we'd love for you to come out for a weekend. You know, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of your trip. We just want you to post Uh, it. We're trying to go there at some point but, in the future. But, but, anyway, but, ahead, you know, ahead. the rule of thumb is like, you know, I'm loyal to, you know, the ranch, you That's know, a different thing though, but it's still the same niche. You know, I mean, how do you figure one's a water park and one's a ranch with no water? Because one's still also like, they're both very much like trying to go off of like the exotic petting zoo that, okay. and the cabin stays and so I don't know. they offer all of these things. And, you know, oh. regardless of whatever they're offering me as nice as that is. And like how, as thankful as I am for the opportunity, it's like, well, I already have an established relationship with Kristen and yeah. the ranch. And like, that's, I, you know, that's where I have, um, my loyalty for that makes sense because the cabin thing i'm thinking just the water park no 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 and you know still go do slides though right i mean it is a surf (laughs) park and yeah that's different (laughs) but see like when you're influencing like you can't just market one specific portion like them as a whole is very similar to something that i'm already very passionate in and it's like you know you have opportunities like that and a good influencer will be loyal to a brand and be like you know what like thank you whatever like you're offering me I appreciate it I can't accept it like yeah and you know Kristen didn't tell me like hey you exclusively like do influencing for me like she would never she would never do that but you know it's just like as just rule of thumb I didn't know they had exotic animals there yeah well when you don't know much about it uh, Blair's just told me about it I don't I thought it was just like I didn't even know they had cabins until last week when I talked to you about it yeah I went on to their website and I saw it and I it like clicked and I was like they just were like a water park thing so when he was telling me about it going out there and he's like yeah we can just stay the night and I'm like stay the night and he's like they have cabins and RV slots I guess and stuff I didn't know any of that I didn't know the exotic animals so when you're injured you can hobble back to your cabin wait what um, yeah. I didn't go quite off that slide, right? <laughs> no. no, I, I agree what you said about keeping loyalty to your brands, like with the parties and the mixers that I right. host when I bring in like uh, this cosmetic, uh, surgical center, I'm obviously not going to bring in a competing company yeah, next for, time for them right. or, um, you know, any of the other companies that the, if I have a, the girl that does my lashes and I'm helping, um, bring her in in this next party um mm-hmm. to boost her business i don't want to bring somebody in that's going to compete against hers and as long as i believe that we both have a good standing relationship with mm-hmm. each other then we'll continue to have business with each for other, each other. Mm-hmm. and you know one day if come you know other companies or whatnot we don't agree then we peacefully and professionally walk our separate ways and go on about our business yeah so amen well before we let you go yeah leave us on a high note what is just your favorite business tip for anyone that's out there aspiring to start their own business regardless of what it is what is your one piece of information that you want to vocalize to them I think everyone says just go for it just do it and yes but you have to be so well researched before you just jump out there there's something you want to do and you're just kind of treading the water on, do I do this or do I not do it? You better start Googling your little butt off and figure out everything that you need to know about that industry, figure out who your competitors are. Mm -hmm. And if you're still unsure, go work for a company that is similar to what you want to do and figure out how to do it better. Mm. That was my, my parents' life lesson to me is you want to own your own company. You want to do something. You need to go work for somebody else and Mm -hmm. figure out, the, the, you know, the grassroots of how this works and figure out where 
their mistakes are, how you can fix it. And now you have a better product, better business, and you stand out somewhere else. So if you want to do something, figure out how to do it better. Oh, that's great advice. I love it. That's a great note to end on. I love it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe. We will include all of Leslie's um, tags on our show notes. And be sure to let us know if you have any constructive criticism. Thanks, guys. Mm. Don't leave us a one-star review. One more time. (laughs) We're going to reiterate. We're just going to really drill it (laughs) home. If you leave it, we'll find you. Thank you, Leslie, for coming on. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for our pretty craft glasses. I know. You're welcome. (laughs) Guys, we're going to post these glasses. They're the bomb. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.